Happenings on the diamond. This team will come up with a lot of different things. So for now, we've, we've got cheap head. It works. To all the insight and expertise on things outside the ballpark. I'm out on Deepest Sorry. Um, no, do not apologize for that much. take. Yeah, it's the correct don't take. apologize <laughs> yeah. for being out on Deep Dish it just, We only turn to one person. Batter up. It's Sophia Minnert on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group's exclusive best used car selection of over 600 of your favorite cars, trucks, and SUVs. Visit any of their eight locations or shop online at ewaldauto.com. And by Century Foods. Win the ultimate baseball fan experience from Century Foods. You could throw out the first pitch, hold the finish line for the famous racing sausages, or be on the field for batting practice. Enter at your local Century Foods. We love hanging out with Sophia Minard. Early game today. Brew crew in action, so we don't want to take up too much of her time. But the Brewers did get their fifth shutout of the season last night. 6 nothing over Houston. And Owen Miller, Sophia. We're, we should be excited about this guy, right? And what he can do for the Brew crew this season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he has been easily their best player here in May. Um, you know, he had 13 game hitting streak snaps the other night, and then Last night he comes right back and it's three hits. It's a it's a huge two run homer in the eighth. Um, he's playing great defense as well. So yeah, he's uh, he's forcing his way in there every day and he just continues producing. So um, you know, little known fact, he is from Fredonia. So that is another reason that we should be excited. Sophia, what did they find out about Miley? I know I asked you last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he went back had the MRI done. They initially thought it was a lat strain. And um, turns out it's it's a pretty uncommon muscle strain. It's called the the serratus muscle, and so it's it's one of the muscles that's in the back of the shoulder. But because it's not a very common baseball injury, um, they're going to treat it essentially as as a muscle strain, which is pretty much a six to eight week timeline. Because there's a little uncertainty around it, it might be closer to that eight week mark. Um, I know Wade is really anxious to get back out there, and he's he's pretty frustrated by the injury. So he, he'll probably try to push it, but um, I think, you know, tentatively we're looking at six to eight weeks. I know last week, Sophia, we talked about um, Voight and what, what the Brewers' leash is for him. What about the, their leash for Jesse Winker and their insistence on mm-hmm. putting him in the number two spot in the lineup? Yeah, it's been interesting for Jesse. You know, like, he's still waiting for his first homer. Um, and the thing is, is like, his health stuff goes back to the off season. He had a neck surgery and he had a meniscus cleanup done. And so he essentially didn't start hitting until like late January, pretty much right before he reported a spring training. So he was just behind in his normal timeline of what, of what they would be. And, and the Brewers knew that they knew about his injury history. They knew kind of where he was with his rehab. Um, and then he had a pretty bad illness on the first road trip when we were in Arizona, and he missed probably four or five days because of that illness. And I think that just set him back even more. So it's definitely not an excuse for his performance, but it just kind of gives you context of he didn't have a normal buildup, um, and the season has not really gone normally for him as well. So he is still getting regular time um, in the DH spot. So it's primarily where he's been getting his time just hasn't gotten that like regular production and, and the power just hasn't been there for him. But I do think that's related to just kind of the limited buildup that he had. Um, so I think he's still just 
kind of searching to find his timing and consistency and all of that. So I, we'll see. But, like, for now, um, you know, like, you can only continue to put them out there and, and hope that things turn around with the results. Sophia Minert joining Jen, Gabe, and Chewy as she does each and every Wednesday. Okay, we know that the starting rotation has obviously dealt with a lot of injuries this year. What can you tell us about our new friend, Julio? Yeah, Julio, um, it's going to be interesting. We'll see how they um, slide him in. You know, he's he's been an all-star in the past. It's been a long time for him. He's dealt with injuries. He has not pitched in the big leagues uh, in, in two years. So he was coming over from the San Diego Padres. Uh, you know, pitching in the minor leagues. He's just been one of those guys that's been working to find his way back. And he does come with a lot of experience, uh, so that's a good thing for the Brewers. And we know their track record, right, of of bringing players like this in, giving them feedback. You know, they, they kind of describe it of, like, we want you to be great at what you're good at in terms of the development and the feedback that they give these guys, even an experienced pitcher like Julio Tehran. So, uh, he is supposed to get a physical and all of that, I believe, today. Uh, the team has not made it official yet. And then we'll get more more information on what the plan will be for him moving forward. Uh, Sophia, they're roughly a third through the season, a third of the way through the season. What would you give them, what would you give them for a grade to this point? I think considering all of the injuries that they've had to go through specifically – with the pitching staff, which that is the area of the team that they are going to just rely on the most, and they need this to be the strength of their team, and it's got to be the anchor of their team. I'd probably give them a B just for how they've weathered all of that. Um, You know, they're still sitting in a pretty good spot Mm -hmm. considering all of the hits that they've taken on the injury front. They're right there in first place with the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, which is still, I think, a surprise to people. You know, the incredible start that the Pirates got off to in April – and, you know, they're, they're just kind of keeping their heads above water right now. And, and I think you're really optimistic that you're going to get these pitchers back, right? You're going to get Brandon Woodruff. You're going to get Wade Miley. You're going to get Eric Lauer back. Maybe Aaron Ashby at the very end of the season. Um, and I think offensively, it's, it's been a different-looking offense than what we've seen. Um, they're certainly capable of producing a lot of runs. There is a lot of power in that lineup. But I think you're seeing them do a little bit better with some execution, you know, they have obviously struggled against left-handed pitching. That's something that they're going to have to answer. Uh, but I think overall, like, they're still sitting in a really good position here. With that thought of being a third of the way through the season, do you think everybody's now adjusted? <coughs> I knew it was coming, and I tried <laughs> to get the question in, and I thought I could just get it out quick enough before the sneeze came, and it just didn't. <laughs> Um, but with all the different rule changes, has everybody basically adjusted to it? And I knew there were some complaints, not necessarily from Brewers players, but I uh, saw some complaints from across the league about the pitch clock and all these different things. But it seems like everybody's adjusted and all that's calmed down now that we're about a third way through. Yeah, I think you're still seeing some of the kind of like ancillary situations pop up, right? Like Like Jesse Winker's ejection on the road trip. I mean, there are still some situations that come up where – there's some gray area and some interpretation of the rules with, with the pitch timer specifically and, and balls and strikes being awarded to pitchers or to the hitters. Um, but, yes, I do think overall the results have been overwhelmingly positive in terms of pace of play. There's more action. Um, I, you know, it's cut the games between almost 30 minutes, I think, was the most recent update we got. 
Um, and so I think you're just you're seeing more action in a shorter time frame, which is what everybody wanted. Um, and I, I saw a note over the weekend that across the league, they had the highest attendance that they had had um, over the weekend pre-COVID. So I think it shows when, like fans are showing up to the ballparks and they're they're engaging with the sport again. And they're showing up to these games and and you hope that that trend continues. Brewers still the top team in the division right now, despite having a run differential of minus six, which is so interesting how that always shakes out. The other teams in the division, uh, plus, plus 14, plus 26, plus 20, according to MLB.com. Sophia, you dine out a lot. We just asked Eric name this. We went out for dinner this weekend, and we had a steak that we ordered medium rare. It came out medium well, and the restaurant did not take the steak off the bill. They did, however, comp a pizza, some drinks, and a couple of desserts. Is your default setting like my default setting, which is no matter what, you take off the thing that you messed up? Yeah, I think that's kind of expected, right? I mean, if you're unhappy with one of the dishes, like you would expect that to be the one that's compensated. I mean, I will say sometimes, you know, they'll send over like another round of drinks or an appetizer or a dessert or whatever. And and that's always a nice gesture, too. But yeah, I think you would want the you would want the steak to be either like cooked again, right? Like just get a new steak or or get that compensated. Yeah, because that's the thing. We would have paid for the steak if they brought back one that was cooked. Mm, would you have? Yes, which was cooked I don't too. That. Yes, if they had brought the steak out and it was cooked correctly, you still pay for it. And then you expect them to throw in dessert as for the mistake, but you'd be willing to pay for that steak, right, God, you? There's got to be a lot of happy employee dogs with bad chefs at restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not throwing it away, right? I'd be like, yeah. That's where Doggy Rocco Bag came would from. love that. Rocco. <laughs> of course you would name your dog Rocco. Pete McGuanigo weighing in saying no tip. But again, that's where, no, we always tip because the server's not responsible for how the steak was cooked. Yeah. Correct. That's not her job. She didn't right. make the steak. So right. we still gave her a tip. And then, of course, she has the added nuisance of us not being happy yeah. with the order and having to bring it back and then her having to get her manager. So we even went up on the tip because we felt bad that we had put her in that position. We didn't put her in the position. The, the chef put her, yeah. I put her in that position. Sophia, have a great game today. I'll see you out at the ballpark. I'll be down there uh, hanging out, catching the brew crew this afternoon. Great. Well, thanks so much for the time, guys. Have a great day.